Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Respected listeners, welcome back to Reciters of Quran, 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 and Subhanallah. Prior to the ad break, we listened to a very early rendition, meaning early in his life, of Sheikh Muhammad Ayyub Hafizahullah. Now, perhaps maybe I'd like to just share a little bit of information with regards to this honorable Sheikh that, you know, really, really, really touched me, subhanAllah. Given that uh, the Sheikh Rahimahullah was born not in uh, Saudi Arabia, he was not an Arab and um, he came from Burma. Now Burma, current day uh, Myanmar, you know, where uh, previously they had lots of um, uh, turmoil going on with the previous president, etc. And subhanAllah, being a, uh, you know, uh, coming from very, very difficult times, uh, his parents moved to Mecca and uh, in 1952 the Sheikh was born to his beloved parents. Very Difficult childhood, subhanAllah. And the eldest of his siblings, he had to provide for his family while at the same time attending his daily hith classes. And in, you can imagine in 1952, I mean, Makkah wasn't really that much a developed country as we see so today. And subhanAllah, traveling through mountains on foot, uh, you know, to the masjid where he would go up and down deep hills, different difficult journeys just to learn Quran, subhanallah, uh, you know, and we take it for granted today that we have various uh, technological means to learn Quran via Skype classes or, uh, you know, online tutoring, etc. Whereas they learned to learn Quran the hard way, subhanallah. So as he grew older, he had a great aptitude for reciting Quran, impressing his personal teacher at that time, Sheikh Khalilur Rahman, who had a very, uh, uh, you know, a, a very affectionate uh, attitude towards his beloved student because of his beautiful recitation. Subhanallah, in the year 1990, moving further in his life, he had been given the position of Imam in Masjid at Quba. Uh, Masjid Quba, as we know, respected uh, listeners out there in the kingdom uh, you know subhanallah being the imam uh, of non-arab origin and having this position actually you know it's really much of an honor and in the same year 1990 the head imam of the masjid and nabawi sheikh abdul aziz salih uh, he was told of this new imam sheikh muhammad ayyub in masjid quba who was known for his beautiful voice and excellent recitation sheikh abdul aziz uh, towards the end of shaaban he called sheikh muhammad ayyub to a gathering and towards the end he called him to sit next to him in front of everyone and asked him to recite uh, the sheikh referring to uh, sheikh muhammad ayyub he was unsure of what exactly was happening uh, so he just you know recited as normal as he would and uh, um, you know uh, people around describe 
it was so natural uh, he, in terms of his breathing and uh, you know uh, the rendition subhanallah Sheikh Abdul Aziz at that moment who was taken aback told him that from henceforth you will be leading salah at taraweeh in the masjid of Allah's messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam subhanallah what an honor um Recalling his first night, Sheikh Muhammad Ayyub uh, in the mihrab of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam's masjid mentioned, "My heart was racing and my ears were buzzing, my hands were shaking uncontrollably from the greatness of where I stood and in remembrance of those who stood here before me. I sought refuge with Allah and proceeded." He also added. Every single time I stood at the mihrab of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, I was filled with intense awe and deep fear, a fear that I would not be able to do justice to this great position, nor fulfill this heavy responsibility on my shoulders. In his first year as Imam, he led all 20 rakaat of Salat al-Taraweeh alone for the entirety of Ramadan, apart from three days. And the only other person who ever did this was Sheikh Ali Jabir in Masjid al-Haram, who was a very close friend of his. And subhanallah, uh, Sheikh Muhammad Ayyub passing on uh, you know, in the early, early hours of this morning. Uh, Sheikh Jab, Ali Jabir, uh, you know, partaking of this, this funeral, subhanallah. And then, you know, furthermore, uh, Sheikh Muhammad Ayyub still maintained a very close link to his initial teacher, Sheikh Khalil al-Rahman. And um, uh, Sheikh Khalil al-Rahman, by the way, only found out that he was appointed when he heard his student live on radio from Masjid al-Nabawi. And then his ustaz, his teacher would call him every day, make dua for him and remind him of the importance of of sincerity. The Sheikh would continue to lead Taraweeh and Salat al-Tahajjud in the Haram until the year 1417, after which he was removed. He spent a few years leading a Masjid al-Quba and various other masajid. He would continue to teach Tafsir at the Islamic University of Medina Munawwara right up until his retirement in 2014. The Sheikh Muhammad Ayyum rahimahullah traveled extensively delivering lectures and study programs on Arabic language, Quran, Aqidah and Fiqh in various, various countries. After his retirement, the Sheikh took on a handful of dedicated Hufal who he would listen to in order to give them ijazah daily in Masjid al-Nabawi right up until he passed away. Despite his ill health, he did this daily and would never fail to show up, often listening to four students simultaneously while stopping and correcting each one. Something which uh, uh, the, the author of this, um, this article mentions he witnessed personally. He would then head back to the masjid where he would lead Salatul Isha and Fajr every day. Subhanallah, respected listeners. He holds a very unique position in the world of Qurra, uh, Quranic reciters, respected widely by Qurra from all backgrounds. He had a massive impact on reciters in Saudi Arabia in general, being a master of the Hijazi style. I'm sure our uh, listeners out there are famous with the maqamah, the different types of melodies. And, uh, you know, one of the, the maqams, one of the melodies known as Hijaz, this was very prominent in his reciting. 
and um, you know which he became very popular by and furthermore Mashari Rashid Mashari Rashid Al-Afasi one of the other famous world Qurras in a recent show did uh, he did on biographies of modern day Qur'an he said about the Sheikh he was the Mustafa Ismail of the Arabian Peninsula in that he was far more influential in shaping the recitation of many reciters and Imams of Masajid in that region than anybody else. Today he is widely imitated even in the Haramain with the younger Imams Sheikhs such as Sheikh Abdullah Juhani, Sheikh Bandar Balila, Sheikh Ahmad Talib Al-Hamid, Sheikh Khalid Ghamadi etc etc Subhanallah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant the Sheikh the highest stages of Jannatul Firdaus accept all his contributions and uh, grant, uh, grant us as listeners and uh, those that uh, pray, uh, make salah in Masjid al-Nabawi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the, you know, the opportunity to make our, make dua for such a sheikh that leaves a wonderful legacy for you and I, respected listeners. Now, inshallah, we will, um, uh, you know, we will continue soon, but I'd like to highlight, um, you know, I mean, uh, the, the, the sad, unfortunate event uh, of the passing away of the sheikh. Um, we were supposed to tackle on, uh, you know, uh, the recent international competition which took place in Egypt subhanallah and I was fortunate to attend however we have somebody directly from Egypt that will be speaking to us who had covered the entire competition in Egypt stay tuned we'll be back we have um, I believe oh sorry about that we have with us uh, Sheikh Ahmed uh, Fatih Sheikh Ahmed salamu alaikum hello my friend how are you alhamdulillah and yourself Ah, fine. Nice to hear your voice again. Absolutely, the same. Yeah, Subhanallah. Um, for our listeners out there, Sheikh Ahmed, um, you know, uh, um, representative of the Middle Eastern News Agency, uh, you know, selected to, um, you know, uh, cover the Quran International Holy Quran competition in uh, Sharm Al Sheikh. Perhaps maybe Sheikh Ahmed would like to tell us more about the competition. Yeah, the competition was held by the Ministry of Endowment Affairs of Egypt from 10 to 14 April. Um, the total participants of the competition are uh, 80 people from about 60 different countries, including Egypt, Sudan, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, Morocco, Chad, and uh, most of the African countries. Uh, you know... Um, the the competition is held for uh, the twenty third years. Okay. In row. Yes. Uh, it's one of the most important competitions in the region. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, subhanAllah, we hear lots of times with regards to great Qurra of Egypt. Now, um, does you know the, the this competition uh, you know inspire people maybe to become like a great Qurra and to respect the Holy Quran? Yeah, many of people whom I met at the competition uh, were non-Arabic speakers. Yes. And uh, and they did well at the competition, and they said, we will come the next year, and we, inshallah, win the competition. Inshallah. Uh, I think it's, it's a good opportunity and motivation for people from all over the world to to compete and to come to the Arab world and to recite the Holy Quran. It was a very, very uh, useful experience for me and for those who participated. Yes, 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 uh, indeed. We had uh, uh, a seven-year-old boy from Indonesia. He, he can't even speak Arabic. No. And he won the third place. 
Yes, and yes. reciting the Holy Quran. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it amazes all of us, subhanAllah. You know, uh, yeah. I could imagine you, you know, in this whole this whole week or so, you could have taken time to go and do so many other things, but you chose to come and, you know, be part of this competition. What what, what inspired you? Look, meeting people in the first place, it's, uh, it's a good experience to meet people from all over the world. Uh, we don't have this uh, chance, you can't meet. I said 60, from 60 countries, some yes. countries send more than one. Yes. So about 80, 80 persons from 60 countries, it's it's a good opportunity. And all of them are under 25 years old, so you are meeting with the youth, yes. which, which is the future, mm. you know. Uh, so it's, it was a good experience for me to meet all those people and uh, to discuss with them uh, religious affairs and so and so. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, previously, the competition used to take place in Cairo, if I remember correctly. Perhaps would you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, the changes that took place this year? Yeah, you know, uh, Sham Sheikh is one of Egypt's most famous uh, cities, and it's uh, it's uh, actually a beach resort and uh, a mecca for tourists from all over the world. Um, so the the committee of the competition decided to to move it this year uh, just to uh, to refresh and to uh, to make tourism. Uh, more competitive and to say uh, send the message that Egypt is safe and we are we are okay you can come and it's not just for uh, for beach visitors or beach goers we have religious and cultural uh, activities that uh, are going there absolutely mm-hmm. subhanallah um what what was your most memorable moment in the competition yeah uh, as i said before there were uh, three kids yes. at the competition mm. uh they were very remarkable. Uh, one of them was from Egypt. He is about ten years old. Mm-hmm. He was blind. He was blind, and he he is he memorized the whole Quran. Subhanallah. Uh, yeah, indeed. Yeah, he, mm. he, he was he was very very beautiful to see. And another girl, she was about nine. And the little Musa from Indonesia, he was eight years old. Even the 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 panel, the judges' panel moved by his recitation, and I can see some people crying while he was reading the Holy Quran. Subhanallah. People were, people were moved by his recitation. He was only seven years old, you know, yes. and he can't even speak Arabic. Only the Holy Quran, he can only read the Holy Quran, but he can't speak uh, a single Arabic word. Subhanallah. Um, uh, Sheikh Ahmed, um, you know, uh, you've covered um, previous competitions as well, I believe, you know, in, in, the, in the past years. Have you noticed something mm-hmm. similar in those years? Uh, only at the local level, you know, I, I was covering the, the local competitions. We, we had um, a pre competitions before okay. this one. Right. So we can provide the best from Egypt to go to this competition. So we can't. Uh, uh, choose them randomly. They go th- through a very hard competition and test this, and so they can uh, come to this level mm-hmm. and compete at uh, the international competition. So you can see two Egyptians 
I had the first place. Yes, yes. So we have, yeah, we have uh, Mr. Ahmed Yusri. Yes. He's from Egypt. He got the first place at the first category. Okay. And uh, we got Abdul Munain Qasrawi. He also he got the second place. Mm-hmm. And then the third place was uh, 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 Ahmed Harakat from Algeria. Yes, yes, yes. Ahmed Harakat. So, yes. yeah. So uh, in Egypt, we, we did. So we made many uh, tests and we tested them thoroughly to make sure that they can compete as a competition and uh, got some places, you know. And mm. the first place got uh, 100,000 uh, Egyptian pounds and wow, second get 50,000 Egyptian pounds. Mm. So it was horse. Yes, yes. I mean, difficulty. Um, you know, besides, besides, you know, the the financial gain. What else do you think is important for the for the participants to to look at? You know, in terms of improving, etc. Yeah, uh, of course, uh, memorizing and reciting the Holy Quran is 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 a prize in mm, itself. Absolutely, uh, it's rewarding. Mm. Uh, it was very very important to to see people from other countries. Uh, who can even who can even speak Arabic and read the Holy Quran uh, with just uh, listening to uh, just a small verse and they can continue a whole surah right, without right. reading. Yeah, mm. so it's, it was a good experience, and I think uh, I hope many people from South Africa to come the next year and participate in this yearly competition. Inshallah. But they have to be very good at Arabic. <laughs> no, absolutely, my dear yeah. brother. Um, tell me, who is your favorite reciter in Egypt? And why do you like him so much? Okay, uh, for me, I actually, all of, all of the top chefs uh, are from Egypt, as, as far as I know. Mm, okay. Uh, all of them are from are Egyptians. But for me, uh, I actually prefer listening to Sheikh Minshawi. Minshawi, mashallah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah, his voice takes you to the heaven. <laughs> Subhanallah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Do you have any other favorites outside of Egypt? Outside of Egypt, I like listening to uh, Saudi Sheikh, uh, Sheikh Al Ajami. Sheikh Al Ajami. Uh, mm. Yeah, Ahmed bin Ali Al Ajami. Uh, I like his voice. He, he, he also. Uh, has his own style, right? You know, mm. Subhanallah. Um, yeah. uh, let's perhaps look at some of the other activities uh, you know available for the youth. Uh, sometimes not everybody is given the opportunity, or not everybody is um, you know well equipped to recite Quran to the best, or rather with you know the uh, the, the 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 excellence that it actually deserves. Um, in Egypt itself, what other activities are out there? Uh, you know, for the youth, subhanAllah, uh, you know, to draw them mm-hmm. away from uh, different forms of haram and different forms of wrong? You know, uh, this is a very good question, actually. Uh, some people think that uh, because we have Al-Azhar in Egypt and we are a majority Muslim country, mm-hmm. that we are living in a, a Muslim utopia. But this is not actually true, you know. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's, Cairo uh, is a big city, and we have the problems of all big cities in the world. Mm. You can, yeah, you can find the good people, the religious people, the bad people. You know, yes, it's it's a big city, but this is this is uh, you know a fact, right? Mm. <laughs> so it's it's not it's not 
you know, uh, um, and a goal for the government to to take the youth out of uh, of the wrong way. Right. But it's 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 the whole it's a whole system. It's not religious. It's not a religious. No, definitely. You Subhanallah, know? it's a it's a it's a common problem for everybody, not just uh, Muslims alike. Yeah. You know, all the all the youth of Egypt in total. Um, and Subhanallah, yeah. uh, Ahmed, what so, advice? So, yes. so the government sets um, general policies and goals for all the youth, not not just religious goals. You know, right. to fix unemployment, to to solve the housing problems, and so on. So it's not just religious, but having said that. We still have Al Azhar and the Ministry of Endowment and many religious bodies in Egypt, which does its best to to inform the youth and make them uh, very very informed in the religious affairs. Naam, mm, definitely. Um, what advice would you give to? Uh, you know, students of Quran, or students who want to learn Quran, or even adults for that matter, or even people who are much older. Uh, you know, what advice would you give them to learn Quran? Mm-hmm. Uh, first, I actually I'm not very specialized in 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 the in this affair, the, the religious affair of. Uh, but as an Egyptian Muslim, I can say that, and I haven't said I haven't seen the the competition. I I recommend going to an Arab chase. Naam. You know, to to remove the accent, to to remove the accent, because most of the of those who competed at the competition are, are were very very good uh, readers, but they have some accent and some you know small 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 uh, accent in their uh, reading. Yes, yes. So uh, my first my first advice would be uh, go to an Arab chase. Naam. Make sure that you go to another chase. Second, listen to to uh, to the top sheikhs who are known for their good recitation. Right. Like Al-Husari, like Al-Husari, like Al-Mushawi, like Sheikh Abdel Basit. Right. They are known for being top recitals of the Holy Quran. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Subhanallah. Indeed. Uh... And, and of course, why don't you guys come to Egypt? Al-Azhar... <laughs> Al-Azhar provides many, many grants, free grants. You can come and study at Al-Azhar. Absolutely, a well-prestigious institution filled with lots of faculties, uh, whether it's mm-hmm. Usuluddin, Hadith, etc., etc., subhanAllah, indeed. Even we, ha- even we have institutes for Al-Qur'an, just for readings of the Holy Qur'an. Yes, yes, so yes. So you don't have to, to go through... Um, many studies in Hadith or, or Sharia, or, or if you want to just study the Holy Quran, there are institutes for just studying the Holy Quran and its readings. Absolutely. Um, inshallah, when can we expect you to be in South Africa? Perhaps maybe to cover our <laughs> national competition in South Africa. Yeah, yeah, as soon as I can, as you know. Uh, first, it's very far from here. <laughs> I can't. I can't go all this way, but I can come to just see you, my friend. Allahu Akbar. <laughs> Allahu Akbar. MashaAllah. Uh, may Allah increase us in muhabba and, uh, and, and, you know, closeness, inshallah, for His pleasure. Okay, thank you, my friend. Uh, inshallah, you. Sheikh Ahmed, uh, we say shukran to you for taking the time and speaking to us, inshallah. Um, you thank have yourself you, a wonderful friend. evening and uh, keep us in your du'as. Okay, thank you, my friend.
Inshallah, Inshallah. Thank you, my friend, and to all your listeners. Ameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Respected listeners, the voice of Ahmed Fathi, a journalist elected by the Ministry of Religious Affairs, um, headed by Sheikh Muhammad Mukhtar Gum'ah, as the Egyptians would say, you know, Muhammad Mukhtar Gum'ah, instead of Jum'ah, they have a, a particular, a peculiar dialect of, uh, you know, pronunciation of the Arabic words, but nonetheless, they have, uh, you know, the closest to the purest form of Arabic. Advisors coming out from, uh, you know, a common Egyptian person, a person who's been dealing with Qurra for many years and having interactions with them tells us to, uh, you know, learn the correct pronunciation of Arabic letters and, uh, you know, the correct dial, the correct, um, uh, the mode of pronunciation so that, uh, you know, you do not read Quran with an accent or uh, from your own side, you read it in its purest, pristine form. And secondly, make it a point to listen to uh, you know the great Qurra I personally recommend Sheikh Mahmoud Khalil Al-Husari Subhanallah and indeed uh, you know he has been uh, one of the foremost Egyptian Qurra in terms of his recital in particular the Murattal uh, you know the slower form of recitation including um, every single pronunciation of every letter of every word uh, with all the laws of Tajweed etc Sheikh Mahmoud Khalil Al-Husari respected listeners uh, you know what more can we say now reflecting personally uh, I didn't give much attention to uh, you know my involvement this year at the international uh, Quran competition in Egypt uh, basically subhanallah I actually just got back an hour ago returning from the competition and straight into the studios so uh, subhanallah I thought perhaps when our minds are a bit more fresh and you know um, we can recall as much as we can, perhaps in the week or two, uh, we'll try and recollect more of uh, Egypt, uh, you know, uh, the environment, etc. So uh, just a quick background to this competition. Um, it is basically a memorization competition, a HIFS competition, and they are uh, three categories. So the first category is the whole Quran with uh, tafsir um, based on a specific book of Imam Suyuti, the Iqan of Imam Suyuti, uh, 10 chapters of that. The Second is um, 15 ajza, meaning 15 uh, juz, 15 um, chapters of the Holy Quran, together with a question, um, a commentary on an ayah of Rahmah. So basically, what happens is they give you the whole, they give you different questions to read, and uh, the last question that you are asked is basically to uh, recall or to give a commentary of a specific ayah that has to do with Rahmah. Inshallah, I will uh, I will give the example of the question that I was asked uh, later on. And the third category was uh, the five juice category, basically open to uh, you know students up to the ages of twelve or thirteen, if I recall, um, you know, if I recall correctly. So, Subhanallah, the competition began last week, uh, Sunday. Uh, we left South Africa on Friday and, uh, you know, as soon as we landed on Saturday at uh, Sharm el-Sheikh, basically a small little island, a little outside of Egypt, uh, the first time they've had this competition in 23 years uh, outside of Cairo. Uh, usually they would have it in Cairo and, uh, you know, a greater accessibility to different, uh, you know, um, uh, how can I say, um, 
different ministries and different uh, historical sites. Um, perhaps, inshallah, I think we do for a break uh, in the next few seconds. We'll continue with our uh, one of our most memorable moments that I had in this competition uh, when we get back. And perhaps maybe in the future episodes, we'll recall some of the other uh, significant memories that I've had of this competition. Stay tuned, respected listeners. Rahman, Rahman, Respected listeners, you're back on 91.3 FM with Muhammad Sheikh on Qur'a'ul Qur'an. Reciters of Qur'an continuing memoirs from our our journey to Egypt this past week. Alhamdulillah, Allah had given us the good fortune of representing South Africa in this competition. Subhanallah, uh, you know, um, there were a bit of challenges along the way in terms of preparation uh, due to, uh, you know, um, lots of things uh, happening along the course. But Alhamdulillah, we've been there. We've been back and uh, subhanallah, we are presenting to you our findings of this wonderful investigation of meeting of different countries, all united for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, um, as I was mentioning prior to the break, um, there were different categories in the competition. In the five Jews competition, there were about six or seven participants, subhanAllah, and every single one of them amazed me, absolutely. The first one being the Indonesian youngster. Uh, SubhanAllah. He memorized the whole Quran from the age of five up to seven. He represented his country in the five Jews in Egypt at the age of seven. SubhanAllah. And respected listener, I listened to him personally. He made absolutely no mistake. Absolutely no mistake. Seven years of age. Nonetheless, the second one that holds very beloved to me is Qari. A hafiz. Okay, let's let's break this down quickly, inshallah, before we run into his uh, into his presentation. He is he also completed hafiz at the age of seven, right? Allah had removed his eyesight from birth, and he is blind. His father would recite Quran to him so that he could memorize. And then at the age of ten, he completed the ten ashara qiraah, meaning the ten different styles, and he received ijazah in them. At the age of 10 as well. Okay, we'll keep the surprise for later. So this Qari named Sheikh Bilal Muhammad Gum'ah. Bilal Muhammad Jum'ah, 10 and a half year old youngster, wowing us with his presentation at the competition. And I've, I've got some uh, savories for you so you could also hear his recitation. So he begins in the, the clips to, to follow, inshallah, with the riwayah, with the dialect of Imam Hafs, and then after that, with the, uh, with the or rather with Imam Warsh, one of the dialects of Quran, and thereafter Imam Hafs. Stay tuned. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ولقد خلقنا السماوات والأرض وما بينهما في ستة أيام وما مسنا من لغوب فاصبر على ما يقولون وسبح بحمد ربك قبل طلوع الشمس وقبل الغروب ومن 
ريحان وجنة نعيم وأما إن كان من أصحاب اليمين فسلام لك من Respected listeners, if that recitation didn't melt you, a ten and a half year old reciting in two different dialects of the Quran, knowing all ten, and at the same time being half with and being blind. Imagine Allah has blessed you with eyesight. How much have you used it to learn His kalam, His words? Respected listener, take heed, inshallah. And we have another surprise for you. Our Qadi, our Hafiz also delivers khutbas in Arabic at the mere age of 10. Take a listen. We'll be back soon. Our Shaykh delivering a khutbah in one of the masajid in Egypt, respected listeners, reminding us of our uh, utmost duty that we ought to instill or the utmost quality we ought to instill of taqwa, Allah fearing, Allah consciousness in every aspect of our lives. Ya ayyuhal nasu taqoo rabbakum alladhi khalaqakum min nafsi wahida wa khalaqa minha zawjaha. You know, very often we hear this ayah being recited at the khutbah of nikahs. You know, what does it actually mean? At least the first part, O oh mankind, ittaqoo rabbakum alladhi khalaqakum min nafsi wahida wa khalaqa minha zawjaha. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created you from a single person and thereafter created partners for each of you. 
And subhanallah, ittaqullaha wa qulu qawlan sadida. Fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and speak words of justice. Speak words of, uh, you know, softness, of kindness, subhanallah. Respected listeners, I am totally inspired by this little youngster. If you have a child that is growing up, don't wait for him to reach ages of, uh, you know, teenagehood and uh, beyond that. Give him the opportunity of embracing the noble book of Allah right from the time he is in the womb or she is in the womb of the beloved mother. And let let them thread the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's book for the early stages of the infancy, the teenagehood, and furthermore, beyond that, till it intercedes for them on the day of Qiyamah. With that respected listeners, that means of inspiration. From myself, Muhammad Sheikh, our producer, Sister Yasmina Peterson, and our main man behind the desk, subhanAllah, uh, we bid you farewell. Keep well, keep sa- keep steadfast on deen. Keep us all in your du'as. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
91.3 FM Stereo.